0: Before we start on the show, I think it's important to kind of begin with this, because uh, we used to have a co-host here, and uh, that was Michael Cross. And, in fact, I started The Variety Pine with him when I was thinking, oh, hey, what if I did a show focused on older released movies? and then also tv shows things that i don't really cover on the pond theater because we're large we're largely focused on the stuff that comes out today the movie news that comes out today and it usually takes up the whole show so I'm not really having any time for tv and tv shows are starting to get even bigger now because i think production company or uh, film studio or film companies are trying to work on more shows or at least they're putting out shows faster than movies today or that that i know of or, or at least with the animation department and stuff like that yeah tv shows are being made more today than they are ever there's a lot of tv shows out there so i thought this would be a good show to do and then talk about old movies and that's where I brought on Michael Cross, who's been my uh, co- or a friend of mine in the convention space. He was originally a staff member of Heroic Inner Kids for a while until he left because things changed with his job. But he was still a supporter of varying charities that were happen between Heroic Inner Kids and a co- later cause to play another different cosplay charities going on or nonprofits, and he would just be the guy who would come in and support people whenever and just host all of these retro or at least uh old school movie old school horror inspired movies on alamo draft house most of them are all were made by one particular filmmaker christopher mim a lot of his films being throwback back to old uh, school horror film uh, horror black and white and there would be fun uh, events that only cost five dollars to enter and those five dollars would even go into a discount for your meals and it wasn't a, a little interesting thing to bring a community together a community of geeks to experience what was like experience watching all those old horror movies on the big screen uh sometimes being interactive as well so he would kind of bring the community together for some fun uh, usually supporting this one filmmaker who would come down to dallas often even though he lives i think either in oklahoma or uh minnesota but like
1: i think it's minnesota yeah minnesota, minnesota
0: I yeah I, I should have asked him but yeah so he would go to conventions hang out with people and just be there that as con goers, people go to conventions. Call him the, the convention grandpa, because he would come in and be yeah, he would be pretty much everybody's grandpa. He would kind of uh, be be that jolly old man who would just bring joy to people and drink a diet coke, pretend to be Alfred from <laughs> Batman or some other characters. And he, he would just go around, just hang out with people, being very casual and mostly all con. That was his favorite convention to go to all the time. He would talk about it a lot and just loving that convention, sometimes going to Dallas Comic Con or some other smaller uh, comic events. As well, but most of the times, one he always attends is all With, I mean, the, the thing that what why, why he brightens so many people's mood is that he always is just an uplifting supporter. He uh, would uh, just talk about how awesome this person is and that person is, and always want to take selfies and photos with everybody. So, yeah, I was. I mean, he meant a lot to many people in the Dallas convention space who would just show up in cosplay because he w- would be the one to make them feel
1: good
0: and uh this year kind of well I, I would say before before that there was some other things we were trying to say there were there were some other things that would happen to he would show up at oh at uh some of the night events as well to bring joy to people he would dress up as an easter bunny for uh, the uh bunny hunch where, where people dress up as playboy bunnies and there was one year where there was a bet i guess I forgot what happened, but it was for a fundraiser. If we raised a certain amount of money, or if Heroic and her kids raised a certain amount of money, then some of the guys uh, who who were a part of Heroic and her kids would dress up in goofy uh, costumes, either in tutus or uh, other things. Devin Pike, he dressed up as like a Sean Connery character who is like almost completely shirtless. I forgot what movie it was. It was a movie from way back in the day, but he would dress up as this character and try to put on a Sean Connery accent. And then Michael Cross, I think he might've been drunk, but he would show up and probably one of the moments that made for a lot of people is when both of them just, made but it was, it just speak to how this man liked having fun with people and like bring on silly smiles and at least, being like their biggest fan for their work, mm-hmm. and then this year happened and things kind of now where I I said that I was surprised of, of things that happened uh with his passing at the beginning of the year there were some signs like after Alcon I believe he did kind of tell everyone hey you know I'm I've been coughing and sneezing or i've been having like terrible like throat and and you know my body's not been working well i guess we were all just very confident that it was just it, it was a, some sickness but it wasn't anything severe right and of course i don't mean to kind of jumble out but before that happened in all kind uh the last time i saw him in person was actually the first time you met him uh that, right. that was the uh it was a Christopher Mim movie. It wasn't House of Ghosts. It was a different one. It that's was
1: I, Queen of Snakes, I think.
0: Yeah, Queen of Snakes. Yeah, no, that's what it was. And I brought you out to, to experience the geek community for the first yeah, time. It was and, a lot of fun. Yeah, you met. Yeah, I, I know. I, I made jokes about you looking nervous, but to be honest, I, I think it was just awesome bringing you there. Yeah, because it, it was an element that you haven't really been right. Ever, yeah, but... It's like a whole
1: other world.
0: Well, I don't know if it was a whole other world, but it was definitely not something that you've been in for a bit. But, I mean, everybody was just very welcoming to you. Not just mm-hmm. Michael uh, Cross, but the other Michael, Michael Ryan and Robert. So there was a couple of people he met. That was just the thing that he would do over at the Alamo Draft House. So would happen pretty much once a season. So there would be one for the summer, then the fall, and then the winter, or at least twice or three times a year you would pull you wouldn't host those and support Christopher Mim. and yeah actually I remember kind of going back forward with uh him telling everyone he had sickness I remember he really wanted to go to this Alcon thing that was happening in the summer because Alcon was trying to still keep going and say I remember well, that yeah yeah we have a we have a summer event And the way we're gonna go about was it's twenty five percent capacity instead of full capacity. But my my issue with it is that there were at least listed on the site there were no confirmations that the film that I mean that the uh, mentioned runners they would be very protective of people like they don't have any rules of wearing masks. You can go in there without a mask if you want to, and. They did say, hey, s- spread out, stay six feet apart, but they don't own the whole hotel room. Like you can go behind them and by the pool and hug up on each other if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were some issues with their planning on this. And ultimately it didn't happen. Not because they uh, looked at it and go like, okay, things are way too bad right now. No, they they were going to commit to this if it weren't for the fact that the venue closed on them. So they couldn't make this happen no matter what in time. And yeah, I, I did have, I was, I, I did express concern to Michael on him wanting to go there. Cause I was like, it, well, all these things that I've listed, it, it seemed kind of dangerous to go there. And uh, I, but I get why he still wanted to support it. Cause that was almost like a, a family gathering for him. That was his favorite mm-hmm. place to be. In March, and I'd hate to see this. That's where I even say that I don't think the convention's going to disappear just because uh, it didn't happen in the summer. I, uh, with all these conventions, I just think they're just going to have to lower their budgets and not uh, focus on bringing in all these big celebrity guests. Just you're going to have to pull back on some things, and that's the whole. That's another thing with all kind is. Them coming back in March, and I have no idea if this things are going to be safe in March uh, or even financially stable. Right now, it's not. Uh, things mm-hmm. hasn't things haven't even peaked yet. I just got word from my uh, one of my friends is a nurse who just told me there was a brand new outbreak that happened. Uh, over in Virginia because people were partying out on the beach. Yeah. So I I don't know how this is gonna go, but that's where we'll have to find out. But still when when it happened, before before it happened, I also say that throughout the weeks I was still keeping in touch with them. And of course doing this thing in the variety pond of having them uh join us was definitely awesome to just kind of laugh about silly movies. Or even just old movies that I even didn't even recognize until recently or now. Or I mean, that I didn't never seen until recently. And the last time I officially spoke to him with voice dialogue was that last virtual hangout that I had in September. He joined it to basically hang out with us and also talk about... Extra life with Ponds for us, the upcoming 24 hour marathon fundraiser I got going on. And yeah. he's like, Hey, you know what? I got some PC accessories that I will donate, and they're really nice and uh, shiny. I will definitely send them over to you. And he was talking with us for about an hour and a half or two, and then someone called him and he had to take that call. And then that was the last I would ever hear from him because. Two days after that, his body was found outside of his apartment, splat on the ground. He didn't even die peacefully. Uh, He died with what I heard is a heart stroke, and he fell, like, right out of the window of his apartment. And, uh... Was uh it was scary to know this, and not only that, it happened like right after, right after. Like, so I I did like two interviews that day. Right after those two interviews, that's when I saw Facebook blew up with everybody I knew in the co- uh, convention community talking about uh, Michael Cross's death and uh, confirming that it is real. So yeah, I was. I, I was struck. But what I got from that also, especially after that Saturday where he talked about wanting to contribute to the raffle drawings, it made me really want to figure something out to honor him. Because I, I had that in the back of my mind, regardless of whether or, not, whether or not he was going to die, is that I was thinking, well, what would be a cool event at, during extra life that uh, michael cross would because i was thinking my original blueprint outline for x ex- the extra life activities was also going to involve uh, events that uh, were going to include my other co hosts so i was thinking okay what was something that would be cool to bring michael cross into and then this happened and i i did i i felt broken the fact that he not only did he die in the middle of this pandemic by himself but he didn't even die peacefully but it, it get it put me in some weird emotions too because I, at the same time i read a lot of posts talking about you know, an f 2020 2020 is the worst 2020 get lost uh 2021 here i come and because that, that same day, I also spent my entire morning with a musician I interviewed a few weeks ago, or actually a month, two months ago. I No, it was, yeah, it was two months ago. It was in July, I think, if I'm getting that wrong. It was a while ago, a little bit, but a, a black jazz singer named Winnie Emma, and she, just spending time with her, just how wonderful she is. And that she came into my life in 2020, the year that also Michael Cross died. It put me in this confliction of whether or not I should consider this the worst year ever. Because it took out a really great person and then also brought me a really great person. Cause Whitney Emma, who knows nothing about Michael Cross. She reached out to me in concern of my well-being after, like, seeing That's
1: all incredible. this. incredible.
0: Yeah, no, she is incredible. and She's also going to join us on the Extra Life Marathon. Not, not as, like, a specific activity, but the point I'm trying to make is that there are some amazing people that I've been brought to that I've been, just been growing my relationship with. I don't know if I would... <laughs> ever have met or even have interacted with if 2020 didn't happen or maybe I did and maybe it wouldn't happen some other way and there's even friends that I've made a while back that I grew even closer to and people that I haven't seen for a long time that I've grown even closer to at least virtually and that's where my my head was just in so many different places because Despite what happened with Michael Cross, like, I just don't know if I can really hate this year. And despite what happened with the opportunities I was going to get at the beginning of this year, too, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. But, I mean, go ahead if you have anything to pitch in on this whole discussion.
1: Well, I only met Michael in person once, but I was really looking forward to seeing him again after the end of quarantine. I always really looked forward to everything he had to say in our discussions. I thought everything he had to contribute was great and it was incredible reading things people had to say about him like on the I love that movie Facebook group and you know people who knew him and I feel like I've learned so much about him you know like his charity work and what he meant to people and um it's sad that it took this for me to you know learn all this about him and um this is just such a freak scary weird thing to happen it's just sad there's no other way to say it
0: yeah i mean he didn't live a good, like he lived till men's mid-60s But he could, he could have easily lived a little longer. And, you know, I I think the big takeaway of this is that even when someone says they're fine, if they're someone important to you and you see them not feeling well, then maybe and I wouldn't say dig deeper, but like that's, that's another thing I've been thinking about too. When someone tells you that they're fine, but they clearly aren't and they're an important friend to you i, I try to think about what is the, what is the best way to kind of look out for them even though you can't
1: um i would say go with your gut
0: yeah um
1: that that's all i have to contribute really to that i don't really know
0: no i i don't i mean that that's the thing is it, it put me in, this whole thing put me in a lot of thoughts but at the end of it what i am going to do is that as i said at the extra life event, 10 p.m and 11 p.m it's an hour and a half a movie but there'll there'll be like a slideshow before before um, beforehand we will have a screen a screening house of ghosts that will be streamed live on Twitch. Now an ex the this extra life event is gonna be taking place in a Zoom lobby. That'll be mm-hmm. going on full twenty-four hours record and stream. And friends and people can join in whenever, either in the Twitch chat or in the Zoom lobby. And they could watch the movie with us. And that's how I want to honor him. This was something that he really holds dear to because he really loves Christopher Mims' movies. And I think that's an excellent thing to put out. Not only for that, but also my co-host who is running this with me, Rihanna B. Again, another plus with 2020, this... Pandemic grew me closer to her. Mm -hmm. And I I know it just puts me in this weird spot. She will be watching this for the first time, and she's never seen a William Castle or anything inspired by that. So, this is like the eyes of someone who's seen all these movies and even Go or House of Ghosts, and then someone who's seen none of that. So, it'll be a fun thing to do that will hopefully help his legacy live on. I know it will. And definitely for those who enjoy going to Ocon, they've been talking about making the future of Ocon all about him. So he's going to live on in some way, uh, even though he himself doesn't. And yeah, I mean, that's what I had to say, because uh, th- this was hard to do but the way I think of it is that he, he, I mean, he did not, of course, love what the world has come to today, but I think he would have loved to know all the positive things that have been going on. That's why all those things that keep coming back to me about 2020 is why I can't hate it. Like, I can't just go say, screw 2020. Yeah, so that's that's what I have to say about this.